Not that cricket. Campbell, what's good? Thank you very much for joining me. What's good? Larry, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. On the back of such an incredible performance, um, it must have taken you quite a bit to to get rested after that. Uh, yeah, Larry, I mean, it was a long time coming. I mean, um, yeah, a bit knackered, but back in the nets this uh, today and uh, yeah, back at it, getting the head down again. 333 runs, um, second only to Andy Flower and um, Sean Irvin in terms of Zimbabwean um, playing. You know, getting that many runs in a first-class match. Did you get Did you get a chance to say to your dad, "Look, hey, there's something I'm better than you at now"? <laughs> well, we actually had a bit of banter the other day because um, I knew his high score was 197 and obviously I was 170 overnight. So I wanted to tick that box in, in terms of beating him at something. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't get that done by three runs. So I uh, put my head down for the next innings and now I've got a bit of bragging rights, yes. <laughs> and especially, I mean, Jalat Khan is performing um, incredibly. I mean... Jalik Khan, does he play for Rhinos or the other end? Am I no, yeah, Mohamed Adil. Mohamed Adil. Yeah, yeah, so the, the Pakistani bowlers have been quite incredible since they came into the system. Being able to resist that kind of um, bowling and competition, what what is that like for you? Um, certainly there's some, you know, obviously it's very evident that the four Pakistani fast bowlers are topping the, the wicket charts at the moment. So they've got a lot of skill. Uh, they know how to swing the ball. They obviously bring a lot of pace to the game. Um, and it's not only just the first spells, it's their second spells that they're running hard. So you never feel in as a batter, which is good. Um, and I think it's a good preparation for the next level, really. I mean, I haven't quite got to the next level international cricket yet, but I do believe from hearing from other people that these guys are very good preparation in terms of uh, getting to the next level. I see some of them got like some serious pace. I mean, the sort of pace that you don't regularly get in a Zimbabwean first-class match or any match for that matter. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously they're, they're bowling around the mid-130s and uh, yeah, and and consistently good pace. So um, you're always on edge and it's, and it's good. It's good practice. It's, uh, you know, it's a good challenge the whole time. That's how I see it. And and obviously, if you if you're resisting that kind of challenge, then obviously it, it prepares you well for for international cricket. And what do you learn about your game when you got that that sort of talent uh, coming up at you? Um, I think it certainly challenges your defence. Um, I think obviously in the longer formats and four day cricket, um, obviously your defence is everything. I mean, you're going to get some very challenging spells from these guys, and it's uh, you can either go one way and, and try and counter-attack them or resist a bit of pressure and, and hang off for a little bit. And, and that's such as the challenge of four-day cricket. So three hundreds in just two matches, the, that must be one of those things that you're like, okay, I'm getting into the kind of form that I think that the selectors might start having a look at me. Obviously, it's a different format, but when they see any, anyone perform in a certain format, that piques their interest, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think I, I've been sort of consistent over a long period of time in terms of getting starts and a lot of 50-plus scores. Um, but haven't quite been able to score those big ones. And uh, yeah, certainly ticking boxes for me now, showing that I've got the the mental resilience to to score those big runs, I think certainly uh, gives obviously the selectors something to look at. 
So a lot of people are like, okay, why hasn't Jonathan Campbell been chosen to the team? When do you th- when do you think that you were ready, or are you ready to take to the ne- to go to the next level in terms of uh, your cricketing uh, career to go to play international cricket? Yeah, I think I'm ready. I I think I've been ready for a while. I've just been waiting for my game to click to score some big hundreds, and and obviously I have done that now. Uh, I think I'm growing of age at a certain time in my life where you know I'm starting to understand my game a bit more. Um, obviously, there's a lot more to go to understand in my game as, uh, you know, there's a long career ahead, but uh, I'm I'm starting to understand and figure out uh, small things and, and putting the pieces together to to make big innings. And, and uh, yeah, it's it's really rewarding at this stage. So I, I noticed you said you've been ready for a while. So are you suggesting that it was almost just the distance between where your your application was and the result was? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, I've had a, a bit of feedback saying that I haven't been able to score the big runs. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously, that's some the, some boxes I needed to tick off. And uh, and I plan to score some even more bigger runs, hopefully, in in the future games to come and, and, and try and get my, my spot on the national side. We've seen uh, in as far as, um, you know, the guys who played even at an international level, when they get to a milestone score, the, the you know there's a brain freeze of some sort where there's someone gets to 50 and then 55 they're out and I think you'll you'll admit you were guilty of that at some point and then also some people just get to 100 and 102 runs and you're out what kind of mentality does it take and uh, to move from getting that 100 to saying okay um, I'm still here the match is not done I've gotten 100 we need to take it further I think definitely learning from your experiences and your in your past uh, performances. I think I got a lot of fifty plus scores and got out. Um, you know, I used to get a lot of chirps from a lot of the opposition saying, "Now he's got fifty, he's going to get out," and and that used to be the case um, until this year. Obviously, I got past my first milestone of getting a hundred, and I got out straight away. And and my dad keeps on reminding me. He says, "You know, once you do get your hundred, that's that's not the end of the game. You need to really. That's when you need to knuckle down the most and and pay attention really because your energies are are high." You know, your adrenaline's high and you just need to somehow calm yourself down uh, and you've got a match to play. And uh, that's the best time to bat, really, because you're seeing the ball as big as you're going to get it. So um, just relax yourself, start again and uh, go from there. So do you think the sort of chirping that you're talking about where some get to 50s and, you know, there's the chirping that you talk about, do you think it had some sort of effect that you'd almost manifest the destiny they talked about and then you put so much pressure on yourself and end up going out in your 50s, uh, even though you know, look, there isn't really anything that's changed here. Yeah, I, th- I think you, uh, you, you're you your own victim, I guess. <laughs> um, it plays in your head. You're the only person at that stage, I believe, if you get past, you know, 30 even, um, you're probably only going to get yourself out uh, most of the time. Um, so, yeah, you, you probably are your own worst enemy in, in that regard and, and, and it can get to you. Um, but I think obviously the more innings that you bat and the more successful you get, you learn to block that out and uh, and find a way around it. That was a pitch that uh, offered a lot for the batsman, and, and a lot of people are like, okay, it's, it's it's because the other team made four hundred odd, but you being able to come and make that big score again, and nobody else is still doing that. What does that say for your confidence? And as far as you know, being able to do it a second time, so to speak, in the same match. Um, I think I obviously I faced the different challenges at both times. Um, obviously I batted at six in the first innings, and uh, you know we were in a spot of bother as well. We were seventy for five, so it was a little bit of a crucial period to come in. Um, so yeah, being able to get that first score, it was a nice wicket to bat on. 
Um, but at the end of the day, you've still got to score the runs and you've got to show some sort of mental fortitude to stay there for that amount of time. And obviously, it gave me confidence going into the second innings. I ended up, due to a few illnesses and whatnot, I ended up batting at number three in the second inning. So <laughs> it was two totally different uh, different roles that I had to play, um, obviously against the new ball in the second innings. And uh, yeah, obviously it came good, which was great and uh, gives a lot of confidence going forward. And your move to Rocks, how does that help helped you um, in as far as your game is concerned? And also, of course, you when you're playing for Rhinos, often you'd be competing for, there was that congested middle for people who had the sort of skill that you had, that is a bowler and a batter in Brandon Mavut and Ryan Bell. Did that have any... Did that play in any way on your decision to move to Rocks? And again, the question, what has playing at Rocks been like for you? Yeah, I think uh, Rocks has been obviously a breath of fresh air. Um, Obviously, uh, a lot of the the Rocks guys obviously know my ability and and know what I can do, which is good. Um, Obviously, uh, that obviously bowling, uh, being the third leg spinner essentially in the Rhinos team was playing on my mind and to, to get another opportunity at the Rocks being in white ball cricket, the main leg spinner um, was obviously uh, one of the big decisions to make. Um, and then obviously batting, you know, it's a fresh start. It's a, it's always a fresh start and a, a point to prove again. So um, yeah, all the guys have backed me. It's been a, it's been a good environment this year in the Rocks. Um I think we've got a really, really strong team and I think that we can go all the way in the Logan Cup to win it. Um, So, yeah, it's been really good. uh, And hopefully, well, it's been a good decision so far, I think. And that meant that when you're going, making that move, you're taking more responsibility and becoming the main man in the team, aren't you, in as far as your role is concerned? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, uh, stepping into the team, uh, obviously uh, being that main leggy and... uh, being a batter, obviously taking responsibility with the bat for now as well. Um, I've become a, a sort of a senior figure in the team as well. Um, and it's been great to learn from some of the guys as well. I mean, we've got a wealth of experience in the Rocks. Um, if you talk about some of the older statesmen that that have scored big runs in the past, so it's been good to learn from them uh, and, and obviously pick pick a bit of uh, information from each, each of their games and, and uh, apply it to yours. And then now looking at... Um... You know, in, in in the last couple of games, you've had. In fact, these games that were on this week, you can get people from, I'd say, your generation. Yeah, Shamayawo got it, got a century. You got Dean Myers a little bit younger than you got, got a century. The younger players coming to the party. What do you feel that bowls well for for the prospects of Zimbabwe going forward, or what are your thoughts on it, really? Yeah, I think so. I think we've got a lot of uh, sort of 24, 25 year olds uh, making a case for the national side, which is really good. Um, because I think there's been a few guys that have been, you know, I speak for me and Yasha that we've played for sort of four or five years of domestic cricket, him probably even a bit longer. Um, you know, we've had a long time in domestic cricket to be able to understand our game and and work it out, um, I think. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's a really fantastic player and a, and a great wicketkeeper. Um, so it's really good to see him. Um, you know, scoring the runs. And and yet again, he's had a couple of good seasons and uh, I, I'm waiting to see him obviously get a, a good crack in the national side. And I hope he does um, because I think he understands his game and 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 uh, obviously can take a, a lot a long way forward in, uh, in the national colours. Another player was someone who, who you were batting opposite, Alvin Chiradza, also got himself a century. What did you see in him uh, in as far as his performance? I think it was his... Is is maiden century, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it was maiden century. I actually played with Alvin uh, in the academy about uh, four years ago for the Rangers. Um, so I do know Alvin's game, which was 
very handy. I've done a lot of net sessions with him in the past. Um, and I think it was quite a, I was sort of a, a bit of a relaxing figure for him to come into bat with as well, because we understand each other's game. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he, listen, he came in, uh, most people don't know that I actually had a concussion before Christmas. I got hit in the head on the 23rd of December and uh, obviously forced to retire. So he came in as the concussion substitute and uh, managed to save us the game against the Eagles. Um, so he was not out in that game. Obviously, late, lately brought into the game uh, in, in the next game because uh, Tafad Zwatsiga only uh, announced that he couldn't play, uh, failed the fitness test just before the game. So he got called from home the night before. Uh, saying you need to be on standby. So the sort of the mental, uh, you know, he's been through a lot and uh, to go then get 100 is is an amazing achievement, I think, in my eyes. Um, and it just shows that the depth that the Rocks do have and uh, the potential that, that guys have got to to take their games forward. Got a new coach this year, uh, that uh, Steve Kirby. Um, your, your thoughts on the influence he's had? Yeah, I mean, Steve's had a great influence to the team. He obviously hasn't been there too much, but he's been uh, very active uh, socially online and whatnot. And uh, he's really brought the team together. We've had a couple of gatherings as a team. Um, and it's just been really good, uh, sort of cornerstones about the rocks and and how we're going to behave as a team, how we're going to play as a team. Um, and I think guys are just sticking together. And I mean, uh, Stan has obviously been a, a huge figure in that and enforcing it, um, as well as our two senior figures in uh, uh Sifa Zhao and uh, Tendai Chisora, I think they've been amazing as well. I mean, uh, without those guys uh, being our sort of uh, sturdy guys in the team, I don't think uh, we would have had the success we've had. Dan, uh, as in Stan Chisora, is someone who's not really talked about much, isn't, but he's, he has a huge influence in, in getting the best out of uh, especially young players, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's a, he's a, he is a tough uh, taskmaster and he, you know, he demands things from his players, which is not a bad thing. I think uh, he wants the best from people. So, um, you know, guys are, he wants, you know, he wants guys to score big hundreds. He wants guys to take fifers. Uh, and I think that certainly brings out a huge competition in the team, which is, which is really good. Uh, and he's got an incredible work ethic. You know, he throws balls at players whenever he needs, he gets people running and uh, yeah, bowling overs, which is, which is really good for the team. And then finally, you're, you you keep making reference to your father. How, what sort of influence does he have on your game? I know you made you, you made a passing reference about the fact that he's big hundreds, but often I know friends who take up the same you know profession, whatever the case may be, as their parent find that their parent, who was a successful your father, is very successful cricketer for Zimbabwe, a legend. Um, and then the shadow of the father is pretty huge. And then the father is a very hard taskmaster. And that's, for some players, they can break them. But it seems as if you thrive under that. Or am I mistaken with that? Yeah, I think I do thrive under it. He's, he's a very tough taskmaster, um, you know. And uh, But I think that, you know, you never want to listen to your dad and you never want to believe what he says. But, you know, the, the more that I start to absorb the information that he feeds me, you know, you, you've got to understand that he's, faced the best of the best and and been there so you know he, him being tough on me is uh only for the good uh for me going forward so the more i understand that and absorb it i think the better it is for my game and uh you know he's only been supportive of my game and and he just wants to uh, wants me to do the the best that i can and i know that he's probably my number one fan out there which is you know a, a great thing to to know i mean like i i would talk about him being uh your number one fan i remember seeing Seeing even when there was a final of the Pro 50 last season uh, in uh, the Midlands, or was it the season four? And you're playing for Midlands, 
uh, for Rhinos. Yeah. And um, you lost that, you know, right at the end to um, Mountaineers. Don't want to remind you too much about that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, he was there, the whole family was there, came through to watch that match. And that, that sort of support, the visible support that can only make you become a better cricket cricketer, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've had overwhelming support over the last few days uh, as to obviously the performance I've had this week. And, it, and it, it's just great to know that a lot of people are in my corner. Um, you know, I do a lot of coaching on uh, on the side as well. So I've got a lot of youngsters that I try and nurture, um, you know, and, and, and it's great to see some messages from them, the following. And, and you know, you're, you're a role model to a lot of people, but a friend and also family uh, to a lot of people. So, yeah, there's, there's a good amount of support and, and I'm glad I've uh, met a few people this weekend. Okay, before you go, um, can you tell us how, which your socials are? And then also, you mentioned the coaching aspect. If anyone wants to get involved in that, how do they get in touch with you? So you just contact the ACHPP. Um, obviously, we're based at the hub. Um, I've got some fantastic coaches down there, uh, being in uh, Gary Bent, Clive Mbayago, and Joel Mosea. Um, you know, we run the the, the Bakers and Futures League and we've got, uh, we coach kids, we've got a pathway from uh, the age of sort of four years old until you, however long you want to play cricket. Uh, we offer that at the hub and uh, yeah, we would love everyone to get involved. We, you know, we try and accommodate everyone um, and we obviously trying to do a, a big structure in, in, in kids cricket and give them a pathway into trying to be a professional cricketer. Yeah, well, Jonathan Campbell, I think we'll be looking forward to see you in the cleats of Zimbabwe and the shirts of Zimbabwe and facing Thick Shana. Okay. Yeah, I think you told me earlier <laughs> on that you went to the net so you know how somebody's got to face Thick Shana. <laughs> but, 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 but before, I know I said it was the last question. There, there's something that I mentioned in my podcast where I talked about the pathway from first-class cricket to the international. How, do you, how important do you think it is I know you talked about the, um, the 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 Pakistanis coming in and so forth, and they're giving great preparation. But that 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 layer, Zimbabwe A emerging cricket. Obviously, you've been involved in some of that, and under twenty five cricket, uh, you did that against uh, Uganda. But seeing a different opposition to develop an international cricket player. What could it do for Zimbabwean cricket at the moment? Oh, massive amounts. I think, I think the more different opposition and the more sort of difficult positions you get put in, obviously the more you thrive. You know, uh, the more uncomfortable you get, uh, that's where you're going to learn all your information. So, uh, I think it's obviously it, it comes down to a lot of uh, obviously the opportunities we can get. Um, but you know, the higher skill level we face, you've got to absorb it and learn from it. Um, and I still think there's a wealth of knowledge in Zim cricket. Uh, and a wealth of opportunities that we can get. Um, but yeah, it, and and that's what we've got to keep on looking forward to. And hopefully the young players in the future get a lot of opportunity as well so they can, you know, build uh, the next generation of Zimbabwe cricketers. Jonathan Campbell, it's been such a pleasure. You look like you know your cricket a lot, okay? He's <laughs> not a people like, no, he's just Alistair Campbell's kid. No, he actually knows cricket. <laughs> <laughs> a coach, uh, yeah. a, a, a mentor to, to young kids, also a, a, a doubles. I mean, a, a centurion in in, uh, in what you call it uh, in matches uh, for you got three centuries a season. Uh, then there was yeah. one match where you scored uh, uh, two centuries the same match. And you know when you, your name is mentioned next to Sean Irvin as well as you know the great Andy Flower, you you're not doing too bad, are you? <laughs> <laughs> ah, not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> okay, all the best.
Thank you very much, Larry. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 